Welcome to Down the Garden Path, where each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author, Matthew Dressing. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right, and I'm looking forward to chatting tonight with you, Matt, about um, my recent visit to the Philadelphia Fling. Um, as our past listeners may know, I have attended this, uh, um, it used to be called the Garden Bloggers Fling, and now it is just called the Fling uh, over the last few years. And um, I was able to, and obviously it paused for a few years because of the pandemic. <laughs> um, and so uh, they were back last year in Madison, Wisconsin, and I wasn't able to attend, but I was able to to attend this past September um, the Philadelphia fling. Very cool. So how, how did you first hear about the fling? Uh, I had never heard about it until you started talking about it. Um, so how did you learn about the fling? Yeah, it's funny because the, the, so the very first fling I attended, uh, was actually in Toronto and that's how I found out about it. I saw it on Twitter and, uh, and I was like, Oh, I wonder what this is. And I just kind of signed up for it. It's not really knowing and just figuring I will get to see, um, areas in my city that I don't normally get to see during our busy garden season, right? Um, it was held in June, and uh, yeah, so I signed up and for it, and it because it was local. I didn't even stay in a hotel; I just commuted on the go train into the city, and uh, and it was great. I got to meet a lot of uh, local people in the industry, but also a lot of from all the other different cities. So it uh, so it was really kind of a fluke. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. A nice, a happy fluke to come across for sure. So we've said like the fling um, mm -hmm. and the bloggers fling. So what is the fling? Like, what are you, what are you doing as you're flinging? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, it, it was, it is, the fling is an annual meetup of garden bloggers, Instagrammers, YouTubers, podcasters, and other online self-publishers since 2008. So they've been doing this since 2008. Uh, cool. So that is really interesting. So it's all volunteer run. So volunteers sign up for, spot, you know, organizing it in their city. And we've had Helen Batters be on the show a few times, as well as right. she does, um, what's the uh, book she does? The Toronto and Garden Golden Horseshoe uh Garden Journal. Yes, <laughs> so she was the one who organized the tour in Toronto that I was I was attending. Um, so yeah, so I've gotten to know her better. I've attended um, Minneapolis, Austin, Texas, Washington D.C., and now Philadelphia. Wow! So every year they they travel around there in different mm -hmm. major cities, and you're looking at all the different gardens and. That's Other right. That's right. Cool industry professionals or display gardens or greenhouses and things like that. Yeah. So mix of public gardens as well as private gardens that we would never have been able to see, you know, without this. Um, sometimes I'll talk a bit about this one, sometimes behind the scenes at different places. Um, this year, one of the big sponsors was uh, Longwood Gardens in Philadelphia. And so it's not, we weren't in the city, we were on the outskirts of the city. Um, so Longwood Gardens, we were able to see 
the on the first day we were able to see behind the scenes where they were doing you know um propagating their annuals and getting their chrysanthemums ready for the chrysanthemum fest that was happening so longwoods is a big public garden in uh, in the area and so we were able to get a tour and like an hour-long tour of behind the scenes and then we were put back on a bus and driven to the other exit and then we were able to tour the gardens for the rest of the afternoon so it was a really great experience and one of the coolest things that i didn't know about the area was in pennsylvania there are 38 public gardens within 30 square miles. So wow. it, we had a really rich uh, place, place like it was really rich for seeing public gardens. Um, certainly seeing public, the sorry, public gardens. It's certainly always a treat to see private gardens, but uh, it was good to, to, to know that I would love to go back and see more in depth of, of some of these public gardens. So shout out to the area. Um, if you are, we'd love to hear from you. If you are from the area, if you've been to any of the gardens I chat about in the next little bit, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, indeed. Wow. Look at all those gardens to go see. Um, amazing. Yeah, definitely a garden destination mm -hmm. to go and see. Um, yeah, you mentioned some of the, uh, you go, got to go to a lot of public places, but where were some of the other standout places? Was there other places like Longwood Gardens that... You got to go see that were really neat? Yeah. Well, as far as public gardens go, um, we were Longwood Gardens. Like I said, we saw the whole behind the scenes. And then we went and um, and were able to tour the gardens there and the big conservatory. And actually, the person in charge of um, the fling this year is Carl Gerkins, who's who is the manager, the conservatory manager at Longwood. So they were a huge sponsor in bringing us there. They're undergoing a, a really big um, expansion. And uh, it was really a really interesting place to see, uh, see a lot of different features. The con conservatory especially was very fascinating. Um, the, all the different areas. And it was, you know, you normally, when you've been to other conservatories, there's like, you know, one or two rooms. Well, there were so many rooms and so many areas that you just kept walking and you'd like find another one. <laughs> so it was really, uh, really interesting. Um, and then the next day, we attended, we visited Chanticleer, which is another public garden. And uh, that one was, didn't have anything indoor. So it was all out, outside, um, but it was really breathtaking. They had some really interesting things. They had like a Mediterranean area. They had a, they built a ruin and, and kind of had plants growing in this mm -hmm. ruin that they had established. Uh, they had a great um, veggie garden area that was really interesting with a lot of pollinators and veggie gardens. Um, yeah, so they 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 had so many different things. And I I will be sharing, I've shared a little bit on social media, but I will be sharing more and we'll share more on our um, our Down the Garden Path podcast Instagram as well about uh, some of the, because some, you know, talking about is one thing, but really you've got to see the pictures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're not there, you got to see the pictures <laughs> for sure. Worth a thousand words. Um, so you're, you're going around to all these places. What's like, what's the, the schedule like? Like, are you jamming 
tons and tons of gardens every day? Is it like seven to seven? What's yeah, that it, it pretty much is. We eight, eight to eight, I think a little bit better. Thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was two buses, almost 90, almost a hundred people. Um, Cause some of the sponsors join us as well. Um, so it is a pretty tight schedule that we have to follow and we get time limits at each gardens because, you know, there's bus captains that have to kind of get us. Nobody wants to be left behind, but we need to stay on schedule because, uh, right. you know, some places are providing us meals and things like that. So the schedule is pretty tight. And uh, so, yeah, so we get, you know, some depending on the size of the gardens, sometimes the two buses were at the same garden if it was big, like like the public gardens. But some of the private gardens, we alternated. So there'd be like two gardens to see in the morning, like the, the Friday that we started this on a Thursday. So Thursday we'd spend at Longwood. And then Friday, we had two private gardens to see at eight o'clock in the morning and we alternated the buses. And then we were, um, you know, we stopped for lunch and then we were, um, you know, gone to Chanticleer. So a couple more, sorry, there's a couple more gardens and then Chanticleer on Friday afternoon. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, it is pretty, it's pretty intense uh, schedule and, uh, and, you know, the, the fling, you know, joining the fling or, you know, this, this, the amount to the, the cost to do it is definitely um, reduced thanks to the sponsors as well. Um, and then, so there's usually a fling hotel. We're all staying at that same hotel. So the buses meet at that hotel and take us uh, on our adventure. Very nice. Very nice. Um, you, yeah, you've mentioned the sponsors a couple of times. What were, who were some of those sponsors? Um, well, of course, Chanticleer and Longwood, the places where we visited and spent the most time. And they did a great job of providing um, food and, and entertainment for us. And uh, so that was wonderful. Um, the other sponsors are um, Cobra Head, which is one of my uh, favorite tools, gardening tools. Um, Annalise was on the tour and uh, and I actually even won one on uh, one of our raffles. Uh, so I want a new larger ver- version, which I was excited about. Nice. Uh, Monrovia, Proven Winners, um, and Bailey Nurseries. They're the nursery that uh, came up with Endless Summer and the first editions brand of plants. So the growers, you know, are definitely involved. Um, there's a couple nice. of other sponsors, um, uh, also tools like Dram uh, is a professional watering tools and products. So they were, they were, uh, uh, a sponsor and, uh, the great grow along. Um, I think we've talked a bit about that in the past. I think garden media is involved with that. And it's like a virtual garden, uh, garden, um, conference that takes place in March. So they were a sponsor as well as the Northwest flower and garden show, uh, with proven winners. So, um, so yeah, so those are some of our sponsors, that attended so it was nice to meet um, Katie and Kathleen um, and I got to meet um, Gretchen who's from Bailey Nurseries so yeah so it was it was a really uh, a really uh, nice way to you know do some networking too yeah exactly you got to catch up with some of the people that we've had on the show you've met other individuals from these uh, big industry names not sure if all the listeners have heard of all these people or know the names behind the wonderful plants that they get to uh, go out and grow and buy but awesome yeah and we've had many yeah we've had many of the um uh, I think of Kathy Jens, who we just interviewed um, yeah. with her ground cover, new ground cover book. She's attended in the past and, and attended again this year. Um, yeah, we've uh, we definitely had several of the guests 
that I have met over the years on the show. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping we'll get some new ones on the show. Yes, we'll have to reach out and bring you some of these awesome uh, garden flingers yeah. <laughs> or whatever you guys call yourselves. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, we're now the fling. Um, so, yeah, we were able to see Andrew uh, Bunting's. Um, it's interesting in the U.S., I guess they, they really, I don't know what it is about them or whether it's the area. They All the gardens seem to have a name. Um, so uh, Andrew Bunting's Belvedere Garden. Um, Charles Cresson's Hedgley Spring, uh, that was very interesting. And, uh, and then where did we go? We went next to, um, Boulder Haven. Yeah. <laughs> all these cool names. <laughs> yeah. All these really cool names. Um, so it was, uh, really interesting. And I was talking to a girlfriend on Friday. Um, I wasn't familiar with this author. So his name is David Culp. And he, but she was, so she, she'd seen some stuff that he taught. Um, so he, David Culp wrote a book um, and his, about his garden is called the Brandywine Cottage. Um, so he was a famous author. I know a lot of the people um, on the tour were familiar and had their books for him to sign and he had more <laughs> books for sale. And um, yeah, so it was really interesting. So mo many of these gentlemen were uh, definitely part of the horticultural industry in Pennsylvania and uh, whether they were authors, previous professors, uh, that type of thing. So it was a real uh, gem to be able to see their own personal gardens. Yeah, that would be probably the most exciting thing mm -hmm. I would find about meeting these people, right? I'm probably sh would fanboy a little bit like the others mm -hmm. for David Culp's uh, book. But yeah, definitely seeing how, you know, they talk about it and they profess about it and then going into their personal space and seeing what plants they love and how they practice would be really exciting. Yeah, it really was. So next year, do you know when the next fling is or where we do yes we do actually it is going to the west coast so they have previously been to the seattle area i had never been i had never attended one of those but now they're doing so it's going to washington and they're doing uh the puget sound area so okay. and it's going to be in the summer so july 18th to 21st and the timing you know always fluctuates because depending on the area when their gardens look the best right mm -hmm. and so that usually is one of the factors that determines whether i can go or not like depending on our garden season and my job and and that type of thing so july is a little trickier um not as tricky as may right may and june are always yeah. very challenging to to attend um but really i mean i say that but really it it is only a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's not like, you know, you're gone for two weeks. Um, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so the the world is the word is still out whether I'll be able to attend the Puget Sound one. But we did get one at one of the dinners. There's usually a dinner um, one night where we, um, you know, we we do the raffles and things like that from the sponsors. And we we learn about um, more information. And then they have a presentation from the future fling. So when they Puget Sound put on. Uh, their presentation, the pictures were beautiful. So, nice. um, so yeah, so it's, it looks like it will be a really interesting fling and each one is different. So right. um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I hope if anybody else is out there who is a podcaster or YouTuber or blogger in the garden world, and you happen to be tuning in, if you haven't heard about the garden fling, uh, I hope you get to go. I hope. Yeah, you definitely. We do go. have a website, so you can check out gardenfling.org, 
or follow along um, hashtag of the fling if you want to see not only my pictures on Instagram or Facebook, but all the other writers. So, you know, because everybody's a writer and everybody has their own little niche and they're writing in their different areas, yeah. um, you know, it's always great. And we're all seeing different. I mean, that's the cool thing is like, I, you know, people are taking pictures of gardens that I was there, but I didn't see that, you know, so it's very interesting to see. And it's, it's just kind of very um, collaborative too right so there's not a lot even though we're all in the industry together it's it's very collaborative and it is very fascinating to um to be it's very nice to be with a group of people that work in the industry and um, many like I said are writers but they also do you know there's lots of designers and hardscapers and maintenance people um you know one gentleman who was his first fling and he was in garden maintenance from California so definitely looking at different plants and and different things we you know you definitely hear you know different sides of things and growing even if you because I used to think oh I don't want to go where to see plants that I can't grow but um and that's how it kind of hesitated with the um, the Austin one that went in Texas because I mm. thought, well, you know, but really it's it's not it's sometimes it's about the plants, but sometimes it is as designers, you know, it is a bit about the design so we can have similar type plants. Right. But it's the design. And yeah. um, and the one thing we we definitely all realized was. Um, the plants are changing, right? They're climate adapting. So there's things that, you know, we couldn't grow. We know that, right? There's things Mm -hmm. that we couldn't really grow in our area, even five, six years ago that are now hardy and fine. Yeah. I always think about how you say Japanese maples, we couldn't plant before and now they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They were so tender and you had to be so careful and they were always being returned and they were always dying and now they're fine. I think of Japanese bloodgrass even really when I first started, we, you know, we kind of just treated like an annual. Um, And even um, with the one now, um, the butterfly Gora. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that was before. not that was an annual, you know, and now it's overwintering in people's gardens. Uh, they're not even real aware of it. So, so yeah, so plants. So I, I look forward to the things like even Pennsylvania was a little bit warmer than we are, and they were more like six B and more a five B, and so it was like, oh, I can't wait to be able to grow uh, some of these plants. <laughs> and I do want to talk a, a little bit about um, Stonelea. Uh, was a natural garden, so that wasn't. That's where we had our dinner, and that was really fascinating. In that, it's a uh, the family donated it um, to, and I'm going to find the word, natural lands, and this corp corporation to uh, preserve this property and it's over 100 years old they had the drawings from over 100 years ago of the plants and the plants and and the land has changed over the years for sure but they it was once a private estate and now it's a public garden so it's a stone lee and it's a 42 acre oasis of for beauty and biodiversity on philadelphia's main line so uh so definitely check out stoneleegarden.org so they are definitely that the owners of this over the years um, even though it was an estate, they did not, that family did not have the philosophy that many did about, you know, making things topiaries and pruning things down and keeping things very controlled and very perfect. They were really, from the beginning, this family kept felt like the, the, the plants should be kept natural. Mm-hmm. And it's very apparent with the trees and the cedars. And so things aren't all perfect and, and, uh, and uh, main, you know, 
they've definitely created a really interesting uh, estate. And, uh, and now they're trying to now they it's been the newest one. So it hasn't been public for very long. Um, there's this, only a staff of eight people, but they've changed, you know, the large areas of the guard of the lawn were now no mow. Uh, so they let them, you know, so it's all about for the pollinators. They had a very large, very mature um, London plane tree at the front of the estate that was dead and was at risk of, you know, falling onto the house uh, potentially. Mm -hmm. So they had the arborists cut back as much as they could, but they left the old wood still there. And now it's home to lots of birds and insects and, and uh, it's, you know, they, so they are, they're kind of operating out of, out of a different mindset, which was really interesting to see, um, you know, because again, I think so many people are trained to like, oh, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be lined with the annuals mm -hmm. and it's going to be, you know, irrigated and it's going, you know, and that their view of public gardens. And certainly there were areas in, you know, and Chanticleer and Longwood that was that way, but there were also areas that weren't, that were very left, very natural. And um, Longwood had an amazing meadow uh, that they just left. And so there were lots of, you know, the, the lots of really interesting areas, I think. Yeah. It sounds like a, a very diverse group of plantings and styles. Mm -hmm. and themes. Wonderful. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. Very cool. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll definitely have to, again, like you had said, uh, check out www.gardenfling.org or follow the hashtag the fling uh, to find more of your pictures. But also, like you said, uh, a lot of the other attendees um, pictures and yes. videos and perspectives. Uh, which is absolutely wonderful. I know I'm going to be definitely checking out. I haven't gone to a fling yet. Uh, so I'm, I might be going to the Seattle one. We'll, uh, yes, I would. We'll see. <laughs> love if you could do that. I think that would be great. So, uh, so yes, it's, uh, it's, it's quite the experience. So yeah. I think, but I also, I also think it's, it's great to be able to share more um, with our listeners and with my clients and, and with uh, other people in the industry. Definitely. So thank you everyone for joining us here on this episode of Down the Garden Path. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host and co-author Joanne Shaw. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the guests that join us here on the show. That's right. And don't forget, you can spend time with us down the garden path. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Down the Garden Path Podcast. Yes, we're on YouTube. You can also find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while there, please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new content. And don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment or a review. We love hearing from our listeners. And we want to thank you for your patience. I know we haven't settled into a, a, a strict recording schedule yet, but we're, we're trying to get out. We're trying to get into the groove. Right, Matt? And uh, we'll have content for you out weekly is our goal. You can always write us at downthegardenpathpodcast at hotmail.com or visit our websites. You can find me at downtoearth.ca, the number two, and you can find Matt at naturalaffinity.ca. So thank you for listening, everybody. And thank you for joining us down the garden path. <laughs>